So welcome everybody back to the Doberman Podcast. So right now, uh, we're still July 28th, 2021, and we're doing a quick uh, emergency No Bite 101 podcast because I see a lot of our our members in our private Facebook training group that we have, which, uh, by the way, congratulations, we passed 13,000 members already. So if you haven't joined yet, make sure you look for us on Facebook in the group section under Doberman Training Techniques, okay? So I see a lot of uh, the members are asking a lot of questions about no bite. They're having bite issues. They're having growl issues. Uh, So I'm going to talk about that really fast. Bear with me. I do know I speak a little bit fast, so I'm going to try to slow down. And for our Spanish listeners, que ustedes también quiero que sepan que vamos a tener episodios en español. Tienen un poquito de tiempo. Tengo que sentarme a hacer las notas para hacer las traducciones bien en español y con ustedes les voy a tener un, un podcast bien, bien chévere en español, bien chingón, como se dice. Okay, so uh, some of the things that I wanted to explain to you guys is um, in order for you to get to no bite training, for you to do to basically stop biting, you need to uh, establish uh, a couple other training uh, procedures first. For example, you need to work on yes, no, okay? You need to learn about the timeout sessions. You need to work on leave it command, which I'm going to get to all that later on, so don't worry about writing everything down. Uh, you can't get frustrated, okay? You have to reward positive. They have to have plenty, plenty of exercise, okay? And for you to get to that point, you need to, for example, work on focus, on the focus command. Once you start working on the focus command, the Doberman knows to give you attention when you request the attention, okay? The next command, which is very easy, very, very simple, is the sit command. Work on the sit command. I'll go into the details on all those commands later on on some of the podcasts. After the sit command, you work, you're going to work on the down command. After the down command, you're going to work on the off command, okay? After the off command, you can work on yes, no command, okay? Keep this in mind. A command is just a word, okay? So language is just a tone. So you can teach your Doberman any tone, any command. My Doberman understands English, Spanish, military commands, finger snap, hand gestures, and a couple other things that I'll get onto later, later on. So you always got to keep that in mind. So it doesn't mean because you don't speak a language, your Doberman doesn't, can't understand that language. So if you want to throw somebody off, teach your Doberman some Spanish commands. For example, if there's people around that speak only Spanish, I'll speak to my Doberman in English. And if there's somebody around that only speaks English, I'll speak to my Doberman mostly in Spanish. I like to throw people off like that. Okay. Another thing that you need to keep in mind is you're going to hear it a lot about the alpha roll. Okay. Keep this in mind. The alpha roll, my translation, my definition, personal one, because that definition, you know, it's very controversial, that word alpha roll. There's a lot of definitions. There's different studies. I mean, you can go on for days looking for the right definition. But the definition that I like is being the alpha roll for your Doberman is basically being the provider of food, shelter, love, and discipline. Okay? Alpha roll. Food, shelter, love and discipline so if your doberman has all those things you're going to become the alpha of the family you're going to become the leader okay if you want to call it a pack call it a pack you're going to become the leader of the pack 
You're going to be the boss, the head honcho, el jefe, el papá de los pollitos, whatever you want to call it, once they realize that. So you need to take advantage of that and use that to your advantage and stabilize and give them a good training schedule and a good training structure because they're paying attention. They depend on you. So they're going to do anything in their power to protect you and to not let you down. Okay? They're probably the most protective breed there is. And people can disagree, but to me, they're the most amazing breed there is. The Obermans are by far above none, the very best. We'll get that to, to that uh, in another uh, podcast. I'm going to give you an example of why it's important to, to work on no bike. Okay? The German Shepherd's bite force is about 283 pounds. All right? The Rottweiler and Pitbull are in the same category, give or take, at about 300 pounds, okay? The Doberman, you ready for this one? The Doberman is at about 600 pounds. So the bite force of a Doberman is at 600 pounds, twice the amount of a Pitbull. So you need to understand that you need to learn how to control your Doberman's bite. Your Doberman is at one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, and he gets a hold of a small dog, he gets a hold of an intruder's leg, he gets a hold of a, somebody's arm that's trying to harm you. You need to learn how to remove that bite. If you don't learn how to remove the bite, and when you go to insert your hand inside the Doberman's mouth, and he doesn't release, you've got a problem. Because first he needs to listen to your command. Whatever your command is, release, let go, stop. He needs to quit biting. But if he doesn't listen to that, he's into the rage, he's into the moment. You put your hand into his mouth and he doesn't release, how are you gonna get him out? I mean, there's a couple other ways you could do, which I really don't like to talk about, which people shouldn't do to an animal, but that's what, I mean, they have no option. So it's very, very important that you learn how to control your Doberman's bite. I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm telling you what is reality. If you're walking your Doberman, he's off leash, a pit bull comes to try to uh, attack you, a chihuahua comes to attack you, whatever dog, it, any dog is dangerous if they're not properly trained. They come and try to attack you or they try to check your Doberman, your Doberman does what? He defends himself. He defends himself, you, you're able to release the dog, you know, no blood, no foul to the other dog, smaller dog, call it a day. But if your dog doesn't release that dog, he's gonna tear that dog up because what is he doing? He's defending you as the owner. He sees the smaller dog, he sees the bigger dog, he sees the other animal as something that can threaten you and cause you harm. So his number one priority is to defend you. You always have to keep that in mind. Okay, so the problem people that are having is their Doberman is consistently biting, consistently biting, okay? You gotta keep in mind that a Doberman should not be separated from his mom before eight weeks. Eight weeks is pushing it, 10 weeks, I think it's a little bit more premium. Why? Because the mother is able to establish certain behavior. They help him control his aggression, she helps him control his bite, etc. If you remove them before eight weeks, way too early, not only is it bad for the puppy, but he's not going to have that experience in his life 
that he's going to need. Okay, keep that in mind. Next thing that I wanted to mention to you, I know I said it was going to be a short podcast, but I kind of do like to talk. I like to freestyle my things. So that way you guys know that I know what I'm talking about and it's a lot faster than to type it up or do an e-guide or do anything like that. A podcast, I see it's a lot faster than editing your video to put up on YouTube. That way I can get to you guys a lot faster and you guys can get up to date. So here's a trick on the no bite. When the Doberman starts biting, okay, as a puppy, you, you start with your commands. No, stop, no bite, no se muerde. Whatever command you're gonna use, you grab them by the mouth and you close their snout. You don't cause any harm, but you close their snout. They're gonna start to chuck, move it around, and that's when you start giving the command and you release. When they continue to do that, you grab their snout, you put your hand inside their mouth, and you make sure their lip is over their teeth, and you squeeze a little bit. And as soon as you see they feel a little bit of pain, boom, they're gonna release, they're gonna go back. That's when you're giving the command. No bite. I said stop. No. Loud tone, firm tone, that's all you need. They're going to understand. I know it might seem a little bit aggressive to do that, but that's a lot easier to do it when they're a puppy for them to realize that their bite is powerful and it can cause harm. Because you got to keep in mind, they're puppies. They're dogs. They communicate with their mouth. They bark. They growl, they eat, they bite. That's what they do is with their mouth. They can't use their paws. So they do everything with their mouth. So you've got to take that into consideration too, okay? When you have small children around your Doberman, they're going to start playing with your dog. They're going to play consistently with your dog. He's going to start nibbling. He's going to start biting. He's going to start growling. Those little growls that you're getting from an 8, 10, 12, 14 week or maybe older Doberman, those little growls, those little barks, those aren't signs of aggression. Those are playful barks, playful growls. That's how they play with their litter mates, with their brothers and sisters. That's how, that's how Dobermans play. But you have to be able to control the level of barking and the level of biting. So any little kid that slept with a small puppy, he gets one little nibble, okay? Just one little nibble, he's gonna, he's gonna go, he's gonna get scared. Any kid is gonna get scared as long as it's, it's a little nibble, he feels a little bit of pain. To him, it's a bite. He's not gonna say, mom, dad, or aunt, he bit me just a little bit. No, oh my God, the dog bit me, blah, 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 blah. People exaggerate things, and especially if you have a Doberman, they take it to the next level. So we have to be cautious with that, okay? So you have to monitor your kids playing with your dog because if you're training your Doberman, and then you let your Doberman play with your kid, and your kid is doing all the opposite of what you want your Doberman to do and the way you want your Doberman to behave, your Doberman is going to be confused. So you need to take advantage of this and involve your children, involve your, your, your family, your household in the training of your Doberman. And that's very important. We'll get to, to that in one of the podcasts, but that's very important. Don't forget, like I always say, you must be your Doberman's very first trainer. I'm going to say it again. You must be your Doberman's very first trainer. Okay? Once you get the basics, once they know you're in charge, once they know who's boss, once who knows who's el jefe, el papá de los pollitos, then you can go ahead, seek further training, send them to obedience school, obedience college, bike training, scent training, obstacle course, 
show them how to fight for whatever you want type of training you want to send them to but don't forget you need to do the basics I don't know how many times I have people that uh, I help train their Doberman tell me I can't believe it I spent so much money the dog looks amazing when I go to his pick him up from class but he gets home he doesn't pay attention what's going on this doesn't work that's the thing the trainer established that alpha role the trainer established the role of being providing the food with the treats providing the shelter with his establishment providing the love with the praise so he's taking your alpha role so you need to establish that role first once he knows you're in charge once you teach him the basics then you can seek further training okay and then when you have the training you need to practice at home it's not just a matter of sending your doberman out to pay somebody a professional trainer to train your dog and then just come home and just know you need to train you need to practice it needs to be something consistent you know he they like to be they like to be mentally um challenged they like to be challenged they like to be um put on schedules they like to perform they like to satisfy they like to see you happy they like to jump they like to run you you, you have to keep that consistent it's not a matter of sending him out for training and then coming home okay this dog is trained whenever I need him to sit he's going to sit no you need to take every chance you get to get him to follow your commands that's repetition repetition is key that's success right there with the dog it's amazing you consistently do this you're gonna be able to just speak to your dog like you speak to a regular human being and he's going to be able to listen to your commands <clears throat> excuse me pick them out and he's gonna obey it's amazing it's like art to me a well-trained Doberman is like a piece of priceless art okay so that's some information that I know by training 101 I hope they helped out a little bit don't forget you need to control the bite you need to establish the role you need to establish no establish yes establish off timeout sessions a timeout session is for example listen I don't want to say it too loud because my Dobermans are around and they think they're going to go in timeout. But you say, listen, timeout, you put on the collar, you put on the leash, don't tie the leash, you put on the leash, you take him to a room, you put him by himself, boom, timeout, you don't have to tie the leash, you just leave him in that room, close that door, make sure it's a room, close that door, you're in timeout, 15 minutes, close the door, boom. Come back, 15 minutes, okay, good timeout, good boy, no se me porta mal, let's go. He realizes he's doing bad okay another tip that I could give you and uh, we went over this with a, a client of ours is as soon as you get the puppy it's a good time to muzzle train if you incorporate muzzle train with no bite training at the same time you're gonna save yourself a lot of time and it's a lot easier to do the muzzle training when they're younger okay muzzle training is very very important it goes hand in hand with no bite training I know a lot of people say no my Doberman doesn't need a muzzle, he's properly trained, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. Look, a muzzle, better safe than sorry, okay? In some countries, as a matter of fact, some people don't know this, there, it's law. If you own a Doberman, which he's on the top most dangerous list in some countries, which is ridiculous, I'm going to get to that in one of our podcasts, he has to wear a muzzle outside. Muzzle is off. In Colombia, I think it's 80, 80,000 or 120,000 pesos, something like that. Um, I don't know the fines in the other countries, but you get fined, okay? In some countries, the dog is 100% illegal. You can't even have them. So muzzle training 
it's very, very important. Why? You take him to the vet. Okay, he knows you. He doesn't know the vet. It's an emergency. He's cut. Any dog, especially a Doberman, that's cut. He wants to defend himself. A stranger's touching his cut. That equals pain. He's going to growl. He's going to try to bite because he's in pain. Okay? The animal's in pain. It's a whole different show. All right? Muzzle training. You go into a public area, for example, malls, movie theaters. Well, I don't know now, but with the COVID situation, we haven't been to a movie theater or a mall since COVID happened. We're still out here in the mountains. But um, you go into a mall, you take them to a, a public uh, transportation, you put that muzzle on, they see discipline. The person is going to be more likely to accept your Doberman to come inside, get in the car, etc. Okay? And your Doberman knows it's not a punishment. It's just an accessory that he needs to use once in a while. And I recommend those muzzles. I recommend you get two. You get a leather one and you get a plastic one. You get the big one or the, the cage one, but the large ones where they can bark and they can still drink water out of that muzzle. They need to bark. They need to be able to open their mouth. Okay, because they need to open their mouth because they need to breathe properly. Don't get the ones that are completely shut. No. The ones that are completely shut, you can start with those for training. I use those for the beginning of training because it's a smaller muzzle. Okay, but remember, muzzle training, no bite 101 training go hand in hand. Okay, once again, establish your commands. No, yes, no bite. You have to sit down, you have to write down what commands you're going to use. The commands that I tell you, the commands that I say, and the commands you see on my e-guides or on YouTube, whatever, those are just the words that people use and some of the words that I use. Those aren't all the words that I use. I use, I have my own language, I have my own commands. That's my personal stash, private stash that nobody's ever going to know because my Dobermans play the role of protection, which is what, that's what they were bred for. So you have your commands, you have to go over your commands. Go over the list, okay, this is gonna be the command. Back, 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 back. If you live with your husband, wife, significant other at home, they have to be involved in the training. It's not gonna be every day for the rest of your life, but if you do this consistently for the first six, seven months, I mean, it's gonna pay off tenfold. And he's gonna show respect to you, your husband, you, your wife, <coughs> your daughter, your, your kids at home. They're gonna show the same amount of respect. Just because your Doberman is trained in um, releasing his bite or no bark or don't attack, doesn't mean he's gonna pay attention to somebody else. You gotta keep in mind, it's not just handing the keys of a Ferrari to your friend saying, here, bro, go ahead and drive my car. No, it's not that easy. He needs to understand how, how that car is driven. And he's not going to pay attention to somebody that he doesn't see that's an alpha role that's a provider for him. I hope that everybody understands that. I hope I didn't confuse anybody. So that's a little bit of information, very quick, on no bite and a little bit of muzzle training and just a little bit of information on Doberman. So I'm going to continue to do more podcasts, and I'd like to end the podcast with wishing my nephew a very, very happy birthday. Michael, I love you and miss you. His birthday was yesterday, and today is Mayweather's birthday. Once again, he was born July 28th, 2016, in the mountains of Ecuador. We'll get to his story in, uh, in one of the podcasts. And uh, today we're going to do some hamburgers. We're waiting for his food to come in from the city, so that's why I'm going and get knocking out some of these podcasts so you guys have some information to listen to. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. Doberman family, keep Doberman strong. 
be consistent, be kind. Don't forget to use the law of attraction. And this is your host, Enjoy Mike King, and I will be talking to you guys very soon. Thank you so much.